0: FM to get started. This week on To The Point, we have the runner up for Season Two World of Dance. Oh, also the winner of So You Think You Can Dance Australia. Oh, and hey, he was Billy Elliott on Broadway. And guess what, you guys? It's all the same person. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. Alright you guys, welcome on in to The Point with Kristen Burt, presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. You guys know who I was talking about, and I've been embarrassing him with all of his accolades, but I'm impressed. So I want to you guys to all welcome to the show... Michael Demeski, Hi. how are you? Good,
1: thanks. How are you? So
0: excited that you are here. Um, we've had so many fan requests for you for a long time, <laughs> so I'm glad you're finally here. Me too. I'm actually going to tell you a story uh, that you didn't know. We didn't talk about it pre-show or anything else like that. But I, over the Thanksgiving holiday, went and spoke at a dance studio in New Hampshire. So I was all the way across the country, and I was just talking about alternative dance careers, like what you can do if you don't become a professional dancer. And we were talking about the different shows. And I was asking them, like, who would you guys like to know about in World of Dance? And your name was number one. Really? They're like, oh, I want to know about Michael Demeski. And I'm oh, like, wow. well. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't interviewed him yet. And look at that. We manifested it. Made it happen just days later. Amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> and these were all young dancers. The youngest was six. I had some babies in there all the way up to 18. So That's it was so a really cool. incredible group. And the two shows that they are watching, and I thought this was kind of interesting, the two shows they're watching the most, World of Dance. Uh-huh. Dancing with the Stars Juniors.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: I thought so. You think in that group would have been sort of in the there. big one. And it was, they wanted to know about all the juniors, all the junior pros, and World of Dance. That's awesome. Asking about Eva Igo and Charity and Andres and you. It was in the lab, of course. So it was a really interesting kind of eye opening um, perspective of what's happening in the dance world across the country. So there you go. All right, well, let's talk about. Your entire journey, and I think your journey is really interesting because it obviously it covers several continents, yeah. and you are someone I, I would consider you a dance prodigy. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. But I, I do think it because you had success at such, such a young age. I think anyone that that did the role of Billy Elliot and I saw the original Broadway cast, mm-hmm. not easy. No, no. <laughs> you so you went to Billy school.
1: Yeah. So my Billy Elliot journey uh, started when I was I think around. 13 years old. Okay. And I learnt the show basically in Australia first because it was playing in Australia. Mm -hmm. And I learnt the show in Sydney, which is my hometown. And then I was cast mostly for the season run in Melbourne. And so I learnt uh, in a three-month period... Let the show, and got to see it in Sydney. I got to perform in Sydney for about f- uh, five shows towards the end of the run. Right. So then I was kind of fresh and ready for the Melbourne run of the show.
0: Can you tell us what Billy School is like? Because I watched the original cast. They did a documentary with Elton John and everything. It was, mm-hmm. it was fascinating to watch it. It's no joke. I mean, this is a hardcore dance camp.
1: Yeah. I mean, the process is just very grueling, but at that age, you don't really realize it. You love it. Yeah. You love it. And everything's easy and everything's fun. You're very confident. You don't have any insecurities. You don't doubt yourself. You have no fear. Like, it's, yeah. I remember thinking it was just such an amazing experience. And definitely, I think. For me to do a show like that at such a young age, it kind of made me the person I am today in wanting to thrive for the bigger things in life. And because I got a taste of being in the limelight when I was a kid, after the show, I was like... Well, this is what i want to do i need
0: more give it to me give (laughs) it to me um and for anyone who hasn't seen this show billy elliott this is not just like hey let's do some ballet this is we're going to do some tap and some hip-hop and we're going to act and we're going to sing and by the way you're not going to speak in your australian accent are you
1: no we had to do almost everything under the book to be in that (laughs) show um i first off barely even took any tap classes before even auditioning. And I actually did audition when I auditioned the first time. They said to me, we see potential, but you're not ready. And I took that in at a very young age. I left and I was like, well, I should go work on the things they told me to work on because mm-hmm. this is something I want to do. So I went away and a couple months had passed and I went into private lessons for tap. I went into some ballet classes to get my technique a little bit better. And then, they had another call for another audition, and I went, and they... I still wasn't, I feel, ready, but they saw how much I had grown in that small time frame. And so I think they believed that if they were to kind of take me under their wing, that I would be able to pull off the show.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, in three months, too, I have Billy School. They, they probably knew if you could do this in that amount of time, once they you in Billy School, you're going you're gonna to do it. You're going to nail the role what was the experience like in terms of getting on stage you guys are pretty much carrying the show um other yeah. than the father maybe also having a really prominent role but it really is a lot of weight on your shoulders
1: yeah i mean billy elliot is on stage pretty much i would say 97% of mm-hmm. the show and then 3% is off stage doing quick changes like <laughs> you are in every scene pretty much and then you're in every dance number and then you're in every song like it's It's an intense role. Um, But to be honest, like... It just at the end of the day, with anything that you keep doing on a daily basis, it becomes second nature and it becomes your life, and you don't realize that at the end of the day that you're actually on stage performing in front of people. It's honestly feels like this is you are the you are Billy Elliot at the end of the day.
0: Oh, and you fly too in the show, don't you? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes. What was your favorite number in the show? I love the show. I oh love, my gosh. I know Gregory Jabara, who who played who won the Tony, by the way, in Broadway. He's an incredible I know, performer. He's amazing. Yeah.
1: Um. I, there was three numbers in the show that I was always very nervous about. And the three were Angry Dance, which is the big tap number. Mm-hmm. Um, Dream Ballet, which is the flying. I love that one. And then Electricity was always very scary in a sense because it's the very last number. And at this point, you've already done pretty much 80% of the show. You're and tired. now you have your last number, and the last number has to be kind of the one that, you know, everyone goes, oh, my gosh, he, he did it. You know what I mean? So I remember... Feeling the pressure a lot in the electricity, and I loved electricity in a sense because it wasn't necessarily a lot of props. It was just Billy pretty much dancing, and I—that's me. That's the epitome of who I am now as it a dancer. Is. I just love—I just love the stage and myself on it. That's.
0: I didn't even think about that. That, but that really is it. Really, de- kind of defined you. Yeah. Even at a young age. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of YouTube clips of Billy Elliot out there, so if you haven't seen the show, go out there and take a look at it because it's. It's one of those that just really stands out in my mind. Um, And the young kids that played in the original Broadway cast also shared the Tony, which was kind of an unprecedented thing. Uh, So you went from the Sydney and Melbourne cast. They brought you over to the U.S. to star in the Broadway cast.
1: Yeah, so that process happened. So basically... When the Melbourne um, season had finished, it was only a short period that it was in playing in Melbourne for. It was a six-month run. Mm -hmm. And then I pretty much went back to reality, went back to school and was a normal kid again. And then six months after being back in school, got a call saying that there's a few billies on Broadway that are injured. And they're running a little low, so... They're
0: running low on billies! <laughs> we need to r- replenish the supply. Just. And that
1: just goes to show how <laughs> grueling the show is, because it's <laughs> like, the moment you get on that stage, there's so many things that could potentially go wrong as far as, like, how physical it is. Um, and so, basically, they invited me over to Broadway. And next thing you know, I'm in, living in New York City, and it was just me and my mum. Oh um gosh. Yeah, very, overwhelming? Yeah, I mean, like... I wasn't even at an age where I was like, Broadway is something I want to do, right. you know what I mean? So it's like it just happened so quick and I woke up and I was there and it's like, okay, this is my life now and this is what I'm doing. I'm performing on 46th Street like in the Imperial Theatre. It was just, yeah, a, a big whirlwind and it was just awesome to kind of live that out at such a young age. But the, the difference was the show was quite different actually in comparison to The Australian. Oh, really? yes. I've actually done three versions of Billy Elliot. I did the national tour as well. well. And the
0: touring is always different than the Broadway because you have to physically move the sets and take them to another location. So Um, what was the difference between, say, the Australian company and the Broadway company?
1: um, there was just a few things as far as numbers. Like, Angry Dance was completely different to the Australian version That's of it. That's crazy. Yeah, like, the way the number finished, the way the number started, completely different. It's like, a different world.
0: So you're thinking, I got this. I yeah. know all the choreography. I know everything. And then they're like, oh, but wait. But wait. Yes. Yes. And Hold some of beer. the <laughs> some of the
1: dialect was different, I think, as well. Like, in Australia, we tried to... We really went for it with the Geordie accent. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, the fear, there was a bit of fear going in it in for the Broadway production because maybe it wouldn't have made sense or people wouldn't have understood because it's very... Mainstream
0: it's, America. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a very thick accent when you think about it. A Geordie accent's very thick and you, it's sometimes hard to understand. So I definitely had to pull back on, like, trying to master the accent when I got... Um,
0: you had to make it lighter. A if, little lighter, yeah. yes. And if anyone wants to hear that accent, you can watch the movie. The movie, it's very, very thick. I yeah. actually... And I, I'll I'll admit this. When I watched the movie originally, I turned on the captions because I was missing dialogue because it was so hard to understand at certain points. So if you want to hear what that sounds like, the (laughs) video of the movie
1: will
0: (laughs) get you right in there. Um, Can you still do it?
1: Um, He's like, maybe. (laughs) I haven't thought about it. (laughs) I know. I probably could. Um, What's a line that I would say in the show?
0: Billy! (laughs) That's all I got.
1: I can't think of a line. I mean, he would sing in a Geordie accent too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a bit like being angry. It's a bit like being scared, confused and all mixed up and mad as hell.
0: Oh, I love it. This is so great. Let's just do the whole musical, the whole show. Let's forget about everything else we're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> and then we can fly through the studio. Yeah,
1: we could do that. Let's do it. Let's do Get it. our harnesses let's on. Let's go. Make it happen.
0: <laughs> let's make it happen. Um, so uh, this is a big thing when it comes to Billy's too. You don't want to grow. <laughs> it's like being Annie. You want to make sure that you stay uh, as short as possible. You mm-hmm. don't want puberty to hit you at all.
1: And that's the reason why I... Couldn't continue doing the show. Yes. Did they do a measuring stick?
0: Because they used to, I know with Annie, they would measure you every three months or so. And Um. if you hit a certain line um, on the wall, they'd be like, okay, your contract is ending. (laughs) And I think School of Rock, they call it graduation. Really? You graduate from school and School of Rock. Wow. That puberty monster's hit. No, it
1: was different for me. Um, Me, my voice started to change. That was the difference there because they started to change the key in the songs. Out. And then it got to a point where I was definitely gas- gasping Elliott. for air in this in those songs because it was still very high, and my voice was kind of getting lower and lower. So um, that was the kind of um, the factor that kind of was like, okay, well, you're a bit too old now. It's for a little world. sad.
0: Yeah, but you you did it. In, I mean, were you 15 when you finished? Pretty much, yeah. So, that's good though. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of guys get to. Do I know, it that long. I know.
1: I'm, I was, de- I'm definitely a late bloomer. I, I was, was definitely I definitely so. stayed young throughout the show.
0: That's amazing. Which was though. lucky
1: I was able to last throughout three productions of it. So,
0: I know. <laughs> um, and I love um, Steve. If you could pull up the photo because uh, on the national tour, did you do it with Lex Ishimoto? There's a photo of the two yep. of you, guys, and I. <laughs> Small when world, Lex right? was here after he won So You Think You Can Dance, um, it is such a cute photo, and um, it makes me laugh, because I'm like, who knew that the two of you would have great success on So You Think, Be and Billy Elliot. It's kind of amazing how you guys have crossed paths.
1: We've crossed paths, yes. I mean, sh- did you guys do
0: Shaping Sound together, too?
1: Not together, but I did his role. Oh. So, like, we've kind of done the same... Th- we've done a, kind of, like, had the same career path. But- I know. But just in different times,
0: different times. Yeah. There it is. Look at little tiny legs. Oh
1: my gosh! Look at that.
0: <laughs> See, amazing. look, I look
1: older you in do comparison the, your to your everyone else there. Too. That's when I was kind of at my last end there.
0: Your last gasp as Billy. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> but but I do. I just I love that. And you know it's interesting because you guys are. S- not the same dancer, but you guys have similar um, stellar qualities to your dance and movement. And it's interesting that you've in some ways you've followed similar trajectories. Yeah,
1: it's crazy to think about. Yeah, we've definitely crossed paths in spirit
0: a lot. In spirit a lot. Yeah, it's it's really kind of a good thing. Um, Was there a bit of depression after exiting Billy Elliot? Because I know here you are performing for years and years on stage, carrying a show, uh, and then you're like, okay, what do I do next?
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of finished the show and I was like, okay, back to reality, back to school. Mm -hmm. And what the, the crazy thing is, is when I got back, um, to real life i i um when I got into high school, I went to a performing art school because I knew I wanted to be dancing mm-hmm. pretty much every day and performing and working on my craft and um I remember after Billy finished, I got back to Australia and I went back to the studio that I was at and my studio is a very the studio I was re- uh, training at was very um, commercial based so mm-hmm. jazz was like the style that everyone needed to kind of be on top of most of the time and then hip hop would be second so it wasn't like the technique wasn't really it was a factor but it wasn't the main factor right like it was more about the style and more about um, the shapes and the lines that you would create mm-hmm. and. The transition from doing Billy Elliot to getting into classes, doing that was very difficult for me because I had gone away for so long, over a year, and all I was doing was ballet and that's it. And tap, those two very traditional styles of dance. And so it took a while for me to break into the stylistic stuff and the jazz and the hip-hop. Wow. And I remember thinking that was a uh, tough transition for me. But in a way, I, I was grateful because I got to go back into being a student and, like, taking classes. Not saying that I didn't do that during Billy Elliot, but... You don't have as much just, time to yes, be taking
0: five classes a Exactly. Day. Yeah. So
1: it was a good thing for me to, like, go away and be quiet for a minute so I could work on kind of being um being versatile and being good at other styles of dance. Um th- the good thing was was that my technique definitely was the strongest factor when I got back into training. Mm-hmm. Um and I was definitely very confident in that area, but it, I could just tell that I was a little bit behind in that other in the stylistic stuff. So
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: so f- that transition was tough and I I guess it was really nice to be back at regular school and just with friends and um, kind of not have to be under so much pressure. Yeah. Even though I like being under pressure, even though I feel as though I feel like I work great under pressure, it was just nice to kind of have a break from not feeling that way for a minute.
0: Right. You don't yeah. always have to go to work. Like, you can work for yourself and work in class yeah. and, and do that and have the joy of that. Exactly. Because I know some people, they they come off a big show. Sometimes people come off the So You Think You Can Dance tour and they always think, uh-oh, what next? Like... I, I
1: definitely feel as though that's more of a factor when I started to get older.
0: Because
1: mm. when I'm a kid, it's like, okay, well, there's not really that many jobs out there. Right. I guess that would surpass the job that I just did. Like, Billy Elliot for a male is, like, the the top job. It's
0: your Annie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I always say, is. like... Annie for girls, Billy Elliot for for boys. Yeah, Yeah. used to be Oliver, but I think Billy Elliot's a little bit more contemporary.
1: That's why it was like, okay, well, at this age and at this point in time, after this show is done, like there really isn't anything else that would kind of be the same as what you just did, so... I kind of knew I was I was expecting the way I was going to finish and get back into school and transition. I kind of was expecting that. So it wasn't too much of a shock or a surprise or I wasn't questioning what I was going to do next because I was still very young. Right. Yeah.
0: So by the time you hit 18, So You Think comes around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not doing So You Think You Can Dance Australia right now, are they? Which no. is such a tragedy. I it's such a bummer. I hate it when other countries have really good... Canada was another one that had a really good franchise of it. And I'm like... Bring it back. I, know. Um, I have to tell you, I think almost everyone here in the U.S., when you won, your solo went crazy viral. It did, yes. Yeah. What? Shockingly. I don't okay. know how. Winning the show, I've got to imagine, was amazing. But then when that video goes viral, what was that like?
1: I mean, at the time, like, I feel like social media was just kind of building and getting videos out there. Like, it wasn't very – it wasn't it, – this was at a time where I think – Instagram videos were only 15 seconds long. Yeah, this is
0: 2014. So it's established that. So it was
1: kind of like it went viral mostly on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like it went, it traveled across the world of Facebook. And I just remember thinking it actually wasn't the finale episode. It was the semi final episode Mm -hmm. where I did that solo. So it was like, it was really cool because. Once it got out there and people started to see it, it was me preparing for my final week on the show. So it kind of gave me a bit of a confidence boost in a sense of, like, I really just left it out on the floor and that was my last chance to dance for my life and I'm really happy with how it went. Um, and then I would thought to myself, you know, no matter what the outcome is... <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> okay, no matter what the outcome is, um, I already have pretty much... Gotten what I've wanted from the show, which is getting people to see what I love to do, and so the win would have just been uh, icing on the cake, and it 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 happened. So,
0: what is the prize in Australia for um So You Think You Can Dance?
1: For So You Think You Can Dance, it was a uh, hundred thousand okay. dollars, which is amazing. That's and great. you know what's good about Australia? no tax so
0: (laughs) cha-ching i love that that's incredible um if we can show the so you think you can dance because nigel was it nigel or paula that brought you over to do so you think you can dance Uh, it was
1: it was the two of them but it was mainly paula because she did my whole season she judged the whole season of so you think you can dance in australia so she kind of got to know me and she saw me dance for x amount of Weeks so,
0: yeah. So, Paula Abdul has really been very instrumental in your career. Now, I remember watching So You Think You Can Dance. Um, this is World to Dance, so we want to see the So You Think one if you can pull that one up. Um, and uh, this is the solo that if you haven't seen this, it's amazing. This
1: is when I did it in the US,
0: yes. This is the US version. I couldn't find the Australia version online, so it's not
1: on YouTube, I don't think.
0: Yeah, so this is the US because I was like, I know that stage. (laughs) Um, so, when you were brought over,
1: I was so nervous. Were this you really? Yes. <laughs> I looked at So You Think You Can Dance as like gold. It was like the dream to be on that show. That was my dream. And you were. Yes. And I was, my dream was to be on the US because it wasn't playing in Australia. But the universe spoke and it was like, we're going to bring it back as soon as you turn 18.
0: <laughs> <gasps> well, here's the interesting did you ever consider auditioning for So You Think US? Because. Paul Crimerian uh, won Armenia, and then he did US version, so...
1: I mean, it's definitely crossed my mind, um, and so I had definitely thought about doing it for sure, but at the time as well, I was like, I'm still kind of living with the title from winning it on So You Think You Can Dance in Australia, right. so... I was like, let that, maybe let that die down a little bit and make people forget so then I can come now back you to don't the U.S. It.
0: Yeah. But at the, it's interesting <laughs> just to see when sometimes people are like, I one you know i think also um from dna i'm think dennis one so you think you can dance canada Canada, yeah yeah i know he auditioned several times for the u.s version too and made it pretty far but never made it as a contestant which is amazing i watch his technique too i'm like how did that happen but he's so great he's so great so did you after your win you're 18 did you come to the u.s and start trying to dance here in los angeles
1: pretty much like my goal always was to move to the United States to pursue a career in performing arts because mm-hmm. I knew that's where things were happening, and because also I performed in New York as a kid, so I was like okay that's that's where I should be mm-hmm. if I want to do what I'm doing right now um and so yeah, the transition kind of happened as soon as the show was over. I did stay in Australia after a little bit and like went and taught master classes and t- um at a few studios around Australia. Um, just to, like, kind of pay visit and just be like, thank you for supporting. and
0: It's good to and, give back. Yeah,
1: and, and and it was a different system. And so you think, too, in comparison to World of Dance, like, people were actually voting for right. their favorite dancer on that show. So it was kind of nice to know that there was people out there that were voting for me and that they really believed in me um, winning. So it was me going to teach was kind of like a thank you. Um, And then as soon as that kind of started to die down a little bit, I did like the run around Australia and um, I was on a ticket to LA to um, pursue a career there. But the main reason why I moved was to perform on the US so you think you can dance. And in order to perform on the US version, I needed a visa. Mm -hmm. So I went through this whole process of getting a visa and the visa turned out to be a 10-month visa. And so I was kind of only getting it to specifically perform on So You Think You Can Dance. So when I received the visa, after I performed on the show, I was like, well, now I have 10 months. I should stay, right? (laughs) I should definitely (laughs) stay and, and and see how it is and see if I like it
0: what was the first 10 months like? Because you're in a totally different country. The good news is there's no language barrier, mm-hmm. which is nice. But other than that, it's it's a long way from home. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have to tell you, I moved from New York thinking I knew everything about the entertainment industry. And then I moved here in Los Angeles, and everything is completely different. Like, every city has its own flavor and how things are done. Yeah, And so... Yeah, it's just I, hard from coast to coast.
1: It's not just Totally. And the thing the the thing I wish maybe more of when I moved was that I wish the show had reached um the US a little more than mm-hmm. it did because I feel as though that would have helped me break through a little bit more in as far as auditions and people getting to people already knowing me, but that wasn't the case. I feel like when I first moved here, people had no idea who I was. Uh, Besides people in the So You Think You Can Dance world, that circle, that circle definitely knew, but anything outside of that, people were not really sure of who I was, and. That was the toughest thing because it's like I'm coming from a country where everyone in the dance world knows my name. Mm -hmm. And then I come to another country twice the size and triple the size and no one really knows who I am. So it was a lot for me to take in knowing that I have to work so hard now and try my hardest so that people would get to know me.
0: What was that first big job that you booked here in Los Angeles?
1: The first big job I remember was i mean the story is hilarious i (laughs) tell it when i first moved i didn't have a car obviously and i got called to an audition they needed a dancer on the show the fosters that's on um abc Mm -hmm. family and of course i wake up day of the audition and it's raining and i um look at what time the audition is. And at this point, I'm staying in Century City. Okay. And the audition is at Warner Brothers in Burbank.
0: Okay, people need to understand this. Rain in L.A. is like a disaster. And Mm -hmm. then two, uh, public transport in Los Angeles. And I've got to imagine Uber wasn't a huge thing at this time, was it?
1: No, I actually did Uber. You did Uber. Okay, so this is good. I was lucky in that sense. This is
0: good you didn't have to take public transport. (laughs) Right,
1: but I had no idea how far the valley was from (laughs) Century City. Well,
0: in rain, it would be like two hours. (laughs) On a normal day, it's... If you were lucky and no traffic, let's say 20 minutes.
1: Exactly. So I get into the Uber from Century City and I'm just looking at the time fly and I'm thinking, I'm not going to make it to this audition. And we've said that, we've told the people that are holding it that I'm going to be there. So I'm stressing. I'm already 10 minutes late and I'm nowhere near. And I'm now questioning if I should go or not. And I thought, you know what, like, why not just see what happens? Just go and... We'll see. Anyway, I get to Warner Brothers. I get dropped off on the other side of like the where the parking lot is, and then I'm going through security, and then I'm like, "Where now? Where do I go?" Because Warner Brothers, it's just a lot, 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 and you. It's sound
0: stage after sound stage. if you don't. They all look the same too. Yeah.
1: So I was like lost for sure. So I'm calling my agents. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm so late. It's raining. It's. I'm wet everywhere, and then. I end up finding the place and there's a bunch of dancers and I'm like, oh my gosh. I walk into the room and they're finishing the last eight of the combo and I'm like, oh Oh, man, how do I do this now? Um,
0: You use those Billy lessons, you know. Literally, (laughs) I I
1: got in there and they were learning the last eight and then as soon as that was over, they were like, okay, let's do four at a time. We're going to call you in. We need your headshot resume. I didn't have mine. Did Um, you forget it at home? Yeah. Oh my (laughs) god. Then the the location of the audition was actually at like in the gym at the at Warner Brothers lot and there's like a library section, I think. So there was a desk with a um a laptop. So I was able to print a headshot out that was black and white and it was about this big from (laughs) um the internet.
0: I love Um,
1: it. (laughs) And I managed to print that out with, and I just wrote my name on it with Sharpie. And then I basically s- stayed outside and made sure I was called for the last group mm-hmm. um, because the guy who was holding it said to me when I walked in, he was like, so are you going to stay? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm gonna. Like, I'm going to try. It took me I'm 20 gonna, hours yeah, to get here. I'm going to try. Gonna... And so I was called in the last group. I managed to pick up the choreography outside, went in, um, was surprised with myself. I was like, wow, I didn't really mess up. I'm really happy. I'm really impressed with myself.
0: <laughs> You're like, that's the win. See, maybe. That's,
1: but, and that's also like, look at me under pressure. Like, I work very well under pressure. When I have that, when I have a situation where it's like, you need to just pull up and like be ready, I'm, my brain is like, okay, do it. And my body is like, yeah, let's do it together. So it's kind of <laughs> like, it works for me. And then all that stress, get back home and um get an email and they said that I booked it yes. which I was like oh my gosh and I s and like it not necessarily the biggest job like a, a dream job but just the fact that I went through that process of like the struggle and like trying to get there and questioning if I should do it or not and then Seeing that the outcome paid off—that's the validation that
0: you're supposed to be here, and that's that's the thing. It's a win, even if you're not like, okay, great. I just I'm the lead of everything, and I'm starring in twelve weeks on the show. That's not it. Yeah. In the entertainment industry, it's even the small wins. They carry you for weeks. Honestly, they do in this town because this town is a lot of no's, and when you get a yes, you're like yes. Yeah, yeah. Such a big deal. Um. What made you decide to do World of Dance? Because uh, season one was, you know, we were covering it. I was watching it. It was all over the place. There were some really great things. There were some things that were like, we need to improve. And they, they've done a great job. I feel like each season they they go, how can we improve this show? Yeah. But what made you decide, like, I'm going to submit my audition tape. I'm going to do this.
1: For me, interesting story. Mm-hmm. I went to apply for the first season. Mm-hmm. and. hmm Actually when I was doing when the first season was holding auditions, I was actually cast in newsies. So I was traveling around the US doing newsies. So you did
0: the national tour. And you did the, the film too, right? And the
1: film. That's yes. just great. So I was doing newsies at the time and I remember talking to castmates and they knew me from So You Think You Can Dance because obviously I got they got to know me because I was in the cast. And um basically they were Giving me advice as to what they think as an outsider, if it would be good for me to go on that show. Mm-hmm. And for me, at the time, I was like, "Well, I'm working right now, and I'm, and you know, I think after this show, like, I'm gonna look for the next job that I want to do. Like, I'm, I'm okay. So I, I kind of filled out the application halfway through and then never followed through with it. Mm-hmm. And this was towards like the end of 2016 or mid 2016. Right. Anyway, um. 2017 hits, and to be honest, it was one of the worst years for me in a sense of career. It was very dead, very quiet, wasn't really booking anything. A lot of my savings from So You Think You Can Dance was going down the drain.
0: It goes fast in yes, this town, too. it definitely goes <laughs> fast.
1: Um, and it was just a lot. Like, I was subletting apartments. I wasn't, didn't really have a home. It was just very, like... I just didn't fit in. I just didn't feel like I was fitting in. Mm-hmm. And I would go to auditions, and a lot of them would be commercial auditions, and I would either be too short or um, not buff enough. There's was just, like, factors that go into these things. They always things. do, like,
0: you're not commercial enough. That's yeah. always a line that they use a lot in this exactly, industry.
1: Exactly, yeah. And obviously, it's not New York City, so it's not like I can go and audition for a Broadway show, which mm-hmm. is something I've done before. It was... LA's is different, it's the commercial world. And, like, to be honest... I like to go from, I like to jump from different jobs. I don't necessarily love to go from, if I do a musical, like the next job wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily want to do another musical. I'd want to do something else, Mm -hmm. maybe something commercial, dancing for an artist or something. and at this point, that's all I was trying to do was just look for a job. Like, I wasn't even looking for the dream job. I was just looking for a job. And for me, even, like, dancing for an artist, like, that's not necessarily something that I'm like, I want to do this.
0: But and a lot of dancers in this town, that's, like, their that's number their one number goal. goal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, and so everyone's goals and dreams are different. And for me, like, I, as I said, I was got the taste of being in the limelight. As a kid, and that's that's what I want that's what I want as my career. I want to be my own boss kind of thing mm-hmm. and so with so with uh with it being so dead in two thousand seventeen. Um, towards the end, it started to get better because I got cast in Shaping Sound and I went on tour with Travis Wall and all their dancers, and it was just amazing. And it's I was a great so show. happy that it wasn't new, it wasn't another musical; it was something completely different. It was still a tour, but I got to do be a contemporary dancer on tour, and that was just like
0: and they sell out like Shaping Sound yeah, sells they love out that theaters. Show. Yeah, yeah, people
1: love that show, and the show itself, like just being in the process of it, was really fun, and the people were really awesome, and um. It was just really cool to be a part of it. And then as soon as um, that had finished, I got a message or an email about World of Dance Season 2. And it was a casting director. And Mm -hmm. they were like, hey, we saw that you applied for Season 1 halfway. And we're just wondering (laughs) if you want to finish it off for Season 2.
0: I love that they know your application (laughs) was only halfway done. That's right. And so
1: I was like, you know what? Because it was so quiet for me, I might as well just do it. Because Mm -hmm. look at the exposure that the people got from season one. And I was like, I can be one of those people. Like, for instance, Eva Igo. Like, I'm pretty sure she started off with, I don't know, below 10,000 followers. And now she's almost at 200,000. You know what I mean? So it's like a big jump.
0: I will tell you that when I get asked about World of Dance, I'm always guaranteed... To get a question about Eva Igo. Really? Doesn't matter.
1: See, she made such an impact. And it's also, she got so much exposure from it.
0: And she's the sweetest kid. Yes.
1: And she's so good. So it's like, there's nothing that's really wrong with going again, going on another TV show Mm -hmm. to compete. And that's, that's the battle I had as well. It was like, I did say, you think you can dance and I won. And it's like, I don't really know if I want to be that guy that's like jumping from television show to television show, trying to win the prize. It's. That's the fight I was having, especially when when season one was happening. Um, but then season two came, and I was like, I don't care. I'm just, just gonna do go. It.
0: I, I honestly feel, for some weird reason, and I don't, I actually haven't really thought about why I think this, but I always feel like World of Dance is a little bit different. In that, uh, it just feels like it's by dancers for dancers. It's an incredible prize. They're trying to do their best it, for the dance world and everything yeah. else. I guess that's my mentality on yeah. it. Um, and um, so I, I sometimes I don't feel like if some of the other competitions sometimes are feel a little bit more um they just feel they have a different feel to them I yes, guess. For I sure. guess sure a world of dance
1: is, is like the epitome of the best of the best just coming on a television yeah. show. And, like, every number you watch on it, you go, wow. Every number. Totally. Because it's like no one is coming on it to try to do something they've never done before. People are got on it to do what they know that they can do.
0: And, and the amount of, like, tricks, technique, what is being done is mind-blowing. Yeah. And Derek said to me, he goes, I saw something during the season three taping uh, that I've never seen before. And he goes, I don't know how it's done. When I uh, And I sit there and I think people at the top of their game are... Minds yeah. are blown. How was there pressure to continue? Like, you need to do tricks. You need to show technique. You need to show performance. They're not just like, yeah, we like you, because America's not voting. The judges are voting here. That's right,
1: yes. So for me, going into World of Dance, I didn't really... uh, know what to expect i was kind of just like i have to just kind of do the best that i can Mm -hmm. um and i was a little nervous too because i was obviously comparing how I, i felt before so you think you can dance australia to how i was feeling before world of dance and at for for so you think you can dance i was fresh out of high school fresh out of training every single day fresh out of working my ass off right and i was on the show straight away and i was like like ready with World of Dance, I was in LA, like, I'm basically my own teacher. I'm the one having to take myself to a dance class. I don't have a schedule, so I'm just, like, back and forth. Sometimes I'm spending a day chilling in bed. Like, it was it was different. So my mentality was I was definitely a little nervous because it's like I'm not as fit or my stamina's not as ready for this show. Uh, you know, so- I know
0: everyone listening at home, by the way, right now is like, you're not as fit or as, like... <laughs> I know, I know what. To but just when, I, if you I'm know, sure,
1: if people are surprised hearing that, I was definitely surprised with how i was feeling throughout the show because i was like i don't feel like i was as ready as i was when i was doing so you think you right. can dance
0: and there's a there's a dance fitness too i i know i can tell you like exactly what year i was probably the most fit and i was like whipping out like five six seven eight pirouettes without thinking about it yeah um you know and then if you let some of your classes slide or some of your techniques slide it's it, not happening yeah
1: it's exactly right so i was kind of nervous for that um But then just being able to create the first routine I did on the show and working on it myself and choreographing it myself and like being my own kind of instructor throughout it and then seeing the outcome from the judges, I was just like, okay, well this is, I'm I'm making a really good first impression and now all I have to do is just keep it up and keep doing the best that I can. and. Every round was harder, got harder and harder for me because I definitely thought about every routine and thinking about not putting everything I possibly could.
0: You can't. I mean, you have to put some of the kitchen sink, but you can't put all of it because if you do advance to the next round, they're gonna be like, well, we saw Saw this in the duel. Yeah.
1: And I think that's that that could go as advice to people that are thinking about competing for the show it's the first routine yes you need to make a good impression but you can't leave it out all on the floor because that's the first time they're going to see you and you need to be able to surprise them every time
0: i know that the show has supervising choreographers that give you some guidance and suggestion backstage britney cherry's one of them i love her so do i um were you getting any outside advice outside of the world of dance bubble about your routines
1: uh yes i was getting advice from a Good friend of mine. Her name's Renee Ritchie, mm-hmm. and she is from Australia. And she kind of was my teacher for good. quite some time, and she was the contemporary teacher at my studio at the time. So I kind of have always lent towards her because we just work really well together. In a sense of, she's very supportive and encouraging of my ideas. She's never really you know, like. No, I think you should do this instead. She's always like, I think that looks good, but maybe like maybe try do it this way and
0: add a little layer. Add a, yes, yeah. and
1: so we, I would kind of steer towards going to her because she knows me very well it's and knows how I work in a room alone. So that's she was one person that I would kind of go to, especially toward the end when I started to get through and got to the finale. And I had to do two routines, and I had already done four routines already.
0: You're like, what do I do now? And now
1: I have to compete for a million dollars, literally one in four chance. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just it was a lot. It was very overwhelming.
0: Can we pull up the uh, the solo uh, for World of Dance? Because this is the song. Uh, that Jenna picked Jenna Dewan. She was your mentor. Create, create. I yes. love this. I thought this was really.
1: Thank you. Yeah,
0: I I liked that this was kind of outside the box. It felt different than everything else yeah. you had done, and to be at the world finals, that's what you should be doing.
1: I was the most nervous about this dance. Really? Yep.
0: And it, it, to me, it's one of my favorite.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the process of creating this was so hard because I was I was like I need to be impressive. It's the final dance. But then Nappy Tabs came in and they were like, you don't need to be impressive. You can just tone it down. Why don't you? You have two opportunities in the finale.
0: I love Nappy Tabs. So do I. I, When I went to the taping for season three, it was so great to see them at work and just what they do. They are geniuses at what they're doing and creating opportunities for so many dancers. You know, that are going to follow in their footsteps and everything else. Who created the the whole design and set work? Were you able to work with production or was that other people had suggestions and ideas?
1: Um, I was able to work with production with most of my numbers, this one as well. Um, But this was a 50-50 kind of thought for this round with nappy tabs.
0: This is great. Uh, What was it like working with Jenna? I, I think she's a really good mentor.
1: I love Jenna. Yeah, I will never forget her from Step Up, the first one. I like I watched that movie religiously. It was so good. Um, and I remember thinking, wow, she's amazing. And so it was really, really cool to kind of see her outside of that, and now just having a chat with me. Yeah. Um, but I loved working with her, and I loved the song that she picked for me. I, I, I think I it love was really,
0: and it, it, I feel like it added some textures and layers that we hadn't seen yet. From yeah, you. it was
1: more of a. It was more of a soft-spoken storytelling kind of toned toned down version of what I do. But it was almost just as impactful, I would say, mm-hmm. because one, because of how the judges reacted. Usually I base the performance off of how the judges are reacting um, and they reacted way better than I thought they would have because I was kind of going into that routine thinking, I'm competing oh, wow. for a million dollars and I'm just throwing a letter around the stage
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but it was way more than that you you delivered on the performance too which i think is so important um and i've talked about this before we talked about it with melvin have you gotten your fifty thousand dollars yet
1: uh no not yet it's
0: coming (laughs) coming. for (laughs) people that don't know what i'm talking about and i'm not sure why they haven't announced this on the show um divisional final winners get fifty thousand dollars so which is amazing. I know, it's amazing. And uh, to me, as an audience member, I think that's an important aspect to the show, because I love that you guys were rewarded with my Yes. And they, I believe, if I'm correct, they did not do it in season one. It was a season two add-on. So It was,
1: yes, a season two add-on. And is-
0: I, I will tell you guys, I asked, um, I did ask uh, when I was visiting the season three set if they were going to mention it, and nobody really knew yet. So... We'll find out. But here, I'm giving you guys the scoop. Yes. All right. So is it? I think Melvin was correct. Um, he said that it was six months after the last airing or something like that. It, it
1: was like 90 days. 90 like, days. 90 days after it's that episode soon. airs. Yeah, I think it's coming in December. It's coming
0: soon. Christmas, Christmas for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Michael. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, you know, congratulations on the runner-up because I think th- it's so hard as a soloist and I don't think people realize because you don't have a group, you don't have that emotional support as, you know, you have to go, okay, Michael, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Oh, yay, <laughs> yay team. Um, There's a lot. You have to really rely upon yourself yeah. to really go out there and deliver on the performance.
1: For sure. I think for me, the expectation going into World of Dance was to get exposure from it mm-hmm. and the pressure of the show. I just... I honestly didn't expect to make it as far as I did Um, just because I was like, I am a solo and I am out there on my own and I'm competing against a a big factor was Karen and Ricardo who were in my division who were getting like 99 every round. And it was very hard for me to envision being getting higher than that. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it was just like every round that I kept making it through, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm getting closer and closer. And, And the thing I love most about the show is how well I was represented on the show. Like, the judges really, really resonated with me, and I think that's something I'll never forget about it. Like, they were very complimentary after each routine that I Mm -hmm. did, and I'm very grateful for that because... It just after the show, I didn't really feel down about k- getting runner up. I kind of was like on the biggest high. Yes. And at the end of the day, the as I said, the expectation was to get exposure, and I got to perform just as much as the winners got to perform. That's right, when you make it so, to the last
0: show, you are you're all the way through the, the season. The only
1: thing I really missed out on was that prize money, and for me, it's like maybe it wasn't just maybe it wasn't my time for that. Maybe it wasn't my time to win a million dollars. Maybe I have to work a little harder to get that.
0: Would you ever go like back if they were like, "Will you come back for season four?
1: <laughs> um, I have thought about it to be honest. Oh, I've thought it. about like maybe finding a partner and doing like a duet, um changing or, the game a little or going away and learning how to be boy or something. I don't know, like there's I have ideas running through my head to to kind of that I feel like I could come back and I would if I do come back, it definitely has to be something new. yeah, I wouldn't come back and do the same thing, but then again. I'm feeling like people really know my name now and I've gotten a lot of offers and opportunities and that I'm looking forward to especially in 2019 and
0: anything you can share <laughs> Um
1: nothing really specific but I've been asked to like teach um all over the world mm-hmm. um I've been I'm going to be going to Greece and Spain oh, and Italy and nice. I've never gotten to travel um outside of America to teach um especially in Europe, so I'm really... going to be amazing. ...really excited for that. And also, like, a goal of mine is to definitely um, get back into doing theatre and maybe doing film and TV and getting um, my name out there in that world.
0: Is there one show, like one Broadway show, that you're like, I'm dying to do? Could be new, could be old...
1: One thing I'm dying to do right now is actually West Side Story, the new you adaption. You going to say it, I knew. The new movie that's coming out. Did you out. go to the audition? I didn't get to because I was on tour with World <gasps> of Dance. But I've been telling my manager to send self-tapes, self-tapes. I mean, I've been... She's submitted every solo that I did on the show they're to not, them.
0: They're not filming until next summer, so yes, there's so, still time to get in there.
1: Oh, that I didn't know that. That's good to know. Good I can know I can, I can breathe.
0: You can breathe. <laughs> but I want to be in there. Anyone Anyone's that watching has anything to do with West Side Story, yes, we got please. someone for you. <laughs> You'd be a good baby John, right?
1: Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I I'd, um, I'd, I'd, I just want to be in it. I don't care what I do. Yeah,
0: I, I would be happy. I'm like, I'll be the girl that, I like... I mean, I
1: have to dance. I you have to, to dance. dance.
0: And I'm the girl that's like, I'll just carry the mug and then put it on the <laughs> counter at the coffee shop.
1: In the back. In the back,
0: and I'm... <laughs> fine i'm <laughs> totally fine because oh. <laughs> hello it's justin peck choreography and i just want to watch it all so I it's incredible yeah believe it or not our hour is up so uh thank you so much you for so much. joining us uh, here today i so appreciate it I'll let everyone know where they can find you on social media
1: uh you can find me at michael Domesky, on instagram and on facebook <laughs> Fantastic.
0: <laughs> we'll have a great holiday season. Enjoy that. Check. <laughs> hey, it's coming. Christmas. All right, you guys. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us here at To The Point with Kristen Burt, presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. And for all of your latest dance news, visit us over at dancenetwork.tv. We'll see you next week. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network,